Hello and welcome to Back to Basics with Sandra and Lyndall. Today we have a very special guest, a keynote speaker. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> so you guys actually know each other. <laughs> He's already laughing. He's already, we haven't even started, you guys are already laughing. So tell, tell me about how you guys know each other. Okay, so we both work together at Northcott. And that was about five, six years ago now. My little one was, yeah. Um, what was What's Northcott, sorry? It's a disability provider. Um, yeah, so one it? of the largest in Australia, pretty much. Yeah. And Ben was a, where did you work? In like training? I was, yeah, training in like inclusive workplace. Yeah. So doing like the, he was the token um, person in the wheelchair giving information sessions. But um, wait, I don't know. I just... There's something about Ben, like you can tell because we're cracking we're up laughing. A laugh. Yeah, we're having a laugh. <laughs> um, he completely changed my perspective on, um, you know, people with disability and um, really opened up, like, my eyes and friendships and relationships and not relationships, but just, you know, seeing how you live life to the absolute fullest despite being in a wheelchair. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Ben, and I guess – um, your disability and yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so my name is Ben and I'm 35. Um, Centimeters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, not, no, 35 inches actually. Anyway. And oh, you're so inappropriate. So my disability, so I have a very, very rare physical disability um, and it's called arthrogryposis multiplex congenita. Can you spell Say that? that ten times so, fast. <laughs> no, I can't. Can you spell it? So it's A R. No, no, I can't. Okay, <laughs> oh, so it's arthrogryposis multiplex congenita. Yeah. Which is like thirty-two letters long or something, and basically it means like, um, from birth all my like joints and tendons were like fixed from birth, and then as a result of that, like I don't have any muscle growth. So normally, like my disability. You only get it in like one limb, so one arm or one leg or one arm and one leg. But like me, I just didn't go half ass and I went all four <laughs> limbs. Full disabled. Full, full, full special. <laughs> and um, I've, only, I've only one of like a couple of hundred in Australia yeah, with my right. condition. Wow. Um, but yeah. Have you met anybody else with your condition as well? Uh, yeah, a few, few guys, like a few people that I know with it. Um. And a few people from overseas and stuff that I've met as well through sport and everything. But, yeah, like n not as cool as me, so. Mm -hmm. Right. So how was, like, growing up, I guess, like, different for you, like? Um, I guess, like, it was heaps different because I guess there was a lot of things that, like, I couldn't do. So, like, a lot of, like, the little things, like, I couldn't go and, like, kick a football around or, you know, like, walk to the shops or whatever. Mm. Um, but I think, like, I've been pretty lucky having a really, like, supportive family and stuff, mm -hmm. like, that they've been, like, quite integral and, like, central to, like, me becoming, like, who I am now. Mm -hmm. And you talked about sport. So tell us a bit about your sporting professional background. Yeah. So so right now I'm still, like, I'm the current captain of the Western Sydney Wanderers Powerchair Football Team. Yeah. So we're fully supported by like them as the, like the A-League club. Incredible. Um, I've been able to play for Australia and got to travel overseas. That's amazing. To play yeah. in the World Cup. Wow. Uh, went to Paris. And then I also played in the Asia Cup here in Sydney. So cool. Um, yeah, so I've been playing sports since I was like probably 15, 16 and powered football since I was like 
or about like the 11 or 12 years. Wow. So. So you haven't missed out on anything by mm. the sounds of it. Like <laughs> playing for Australia, that's pretty amazing. Did you guys win? No, we didn't win. We came like seventh. Still but then amazing. we've had another World Cup since and they came fourth in the world. Wow. So, so we're good. going up and up. But, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was like an experience I'll never, ever forget and like something that I would take to my grave that I've represented Australia. And yes. Yeah, not a lot of people overseas. can say that. No, they like, can't. Even able, able-bodied people, not mm-hmm. a lot of people can say that. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, um, what about so in school? Did you go to a, a, a like a mainstream school, or did you have to go to a special school? Or yeah, so at first I went to like so I went to Jasper Road, which is in Borkham Hills, Jasper Road Public School or Primary School, whatever it's called. So I went there, and at first I was in like the support unit with um all other people with disabilities. Yeah, um, because they weren't sure of my intellect back then, and then it didn't take them long to like realize, oh, like. So you weren't born with all this sass? Pardon? You weren't born with all this <laughs> nah, sass? No, no, no. I wasn't. No, nah, no, nah, not quite. Um, and then from about year one or two, like, they were like, oh, he, like, really is, like, should be in the mainstream. So then, like, my family and that went through the process of, like, getting funding for, like, me to be supported full-time by, like, a teacher's aide and stuff. And then from year three all the way through to, like, HSC and I went to university after school as well. Wow, um, I was like fully mainstreamed with all able-bodied students and yeah. What did you study at uni? Pardon? What did you study at uni? I studied Bachelor of Social Work. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, Sandra mentioned before you're also a, a keynote speaker. How did you get into doing that? Um, Just, I don't know, I just like to talk shit. So <laughs> Same. It's Same. Like, <laughs> right up our alley. It, it fitted, fitted what I like. I don't know, I guess... I've always been really comfortable with like public speaking for mm-hmm. some reason and just um just like talking off the cuff and just like sharing my journey and my experience of like living with a disability and mm-hmm. you know, I think it's like really important not only to like empower like I guess my own people with disabilities, but like also like um educate like the wider community. Mm. So how like, how has it shaped you like as a person? How 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 has it shaped you? My disability? Yeah. I think it's, like, massively, like, I think it's who, like, it's who I am. Like, sometimes I get asked, like, you know, like, would you change, like, if you could go back, would, would you change your life? And, like, I would say no because, like, I think because of my disability, I've been able to, like, achieve, like, amazing things, like mm. playing for Australia, going overseas, uh, meeting, like, great people, um, you know, all of those kind of things. And also, like, I guess the person I've become, like really resilient and like really, you know, wanting to be like the best version of myself. Like, I don't know if I would have been that person if I didn't have that disability. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Incredible. And relationships. How have your relationships? Um, how's your dating life been? <laughs> dating life. It's it's complicated. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Nah, it's like it's it's going all right. Like, yeah. yeah there's like someone in the picture <gasps> at the moment. Mm-hmm. But it's very early, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Look at you. No, this is trying to get the spoke, tea. This is always spoke about, about yeah, work. So at like, work. Who's the net latest um, so bird bear? We'll see what happens. It's yeah. very fresh, but it's yeah. Very fresh, yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds like you really kind of let nothing stand in your way. Like, no obstacle is too big in a way. So, like, how did you kind of, like, did you always have that strong mindset or is it something you kind of really had to build for yourself? I think I think it's something, like, I've definitely had to build, like, over the time. And I think even now, like, I'm still, like, building. Like, you still, 
like I'm I'm a big believer like you're still always on like an ever a never ending journey of yourself and like you know continual growth and stuff um and I think the experiences that I've gone through and like you know there's been times I've been in like hospital like really really sick and like mm. those kind of things and you know having fr- like really close mates of mine like pass away due to their disabilities and like speaking at some of their funerals and stuff from like a young age mm. um like the things that never like leave you yeah. and you always remember but like they definitely like, make like shape you and like you know and what kind, what kind of advice do you give, like, when you are doing your, your talks, what kind of advice do you give to others with disabilities? Because I'm sure there are many that do not have that strong mindset as you do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, it's, you know, not everyone does have, like, I never had a strong mindset. Like, I remember, like, when I was in my teens, there was one time, like, in particular, I was, like, really, really sick and, like, I was in hospital and, like, I had what's what was called, like, a metabolic crash. So all of my, like, sodium, magnesium, all of my levels were just like fucking shit. Like they just dropped. Mm. And I was like so close that I almost went into like a coma. Oh, wow. Um, and it was probably like the first time and probably the only time in my life that like I didn't like, I didn't want to be there anymore. Mm. Like, you know, like I thought about like even like rolling myself off the bed or whatever and just like hoping it was going to like fucking be over. Is that because of the pain or just from what was that? I don't know. I think it was just... I, I think, like, I was 14, 15, and I was just, like, battling with, like, why things were happening, mm. why did I have a disability, you know, like, I'd hit rock bottom, like, not, like, I don't know, it was just, like, very, very, very dark place. Mm, just um, fighting those demons. Yeah. And I think, like, going through that and then, like, coming out of the other side is, like, definitely, like, I can look back at that and be, like, like, accept and own, like, that that was part of my life, but, like, also, like, in a way, like, be grateful for that moment because, like, mm-hmm. it's made me realise and appreciate, like, all the good times and all the things, like, I've achieved. How did you dig yourself that. out of mm-hmm. that? Because I think that's always the hardest part, right? Like, Yeah. Um, I think, like, family, like, family were a big thing. Mm-hmm. Friends, um, sport, like, literally just, like, wanting to get back playing sport. Like, that's, like, my massive, massive passion, like, outside of, like, work and, like, chicks is <laughs> like, like drinking by the sound yeah, of it. Yeah. Not as much drinking anymore. But, but yeah, but like just playing sport and like getting out there like with the boys and just like being alongside of them. Because like playing sport is like one of the one things that like, we can all do that like completely independent. Mm. So And you yeah. don't you like you forget because you're it's based off your talent and your ability to do something, right? Yeah, and like you forget because you know like once I'm put in like my sports chair and set up and then like we're playing, like, you know, you don't have a support worker next to you. You don't have a parent, you know, you, all you have is like a Good. coach yelling at you mm. or whatever, like a normal sports person. And if you play well, like, you know, it's because you've played well. And if you play shit, well, you know, again, like that's because of your playing shit, not yeah. because of anyone else. Mm. How did you so. get into sport? Um, well, I was massive sports fanatic since I was a kid. So, like, my older brother, I've got an older brother and sister, and they're, like, able-bodied. Um, so my brother played soccer or football at, like, a very high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my sister almost went to the Royal Australian Ballet as well. So oh, Wow. Yeah, You're so all like, very talented. So, yes. And some of the talent over. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, like, I guess, like, seeing them, like, grow up and, like, go to sport and, like, my parents, like, would take me to, like, support them and stuff because obviously I was young and, like, 
had no one else like care for me as well. So, mm. so, so you just wanted to do it. You wanted to be like them. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and just like then going through school and like we had like um, carnivals that were like run by Northcott, the company that you and I yeah. used to work for. Mm-hmm. Um, so like swimming and athletics carnival and stuff, and with those opportunities, it like allowed me to feel what sport was mm. and feel what competition was and what it was like to win. And then you all you do is win, Ben. Uh, nah, not all the time. <laughs> yeah. So do, do all of it, just because I have no idea, but do all of your kind of like teammates, they all have mm. disabilities, like like as yeah. disabled as yourself? Various, or, like yeah. varying. So my best mate who's like also plays for me and my team, um, he like he can drive his own car and can like move himself in and out the chair. He doesn't really need much support. Um, you remember, you remember <laughs> uh, Andy? Andy, Andy, little Andy. Oh, Andy. Yeah. yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, there's two of them. B one and B two. Uh, we're basically housemates now. Oh dear. But yeah, so he like he's very independent and can do stuff. Me, I can't do anything for myself except talk. Um, <laughs> That's and enough. And there's a few other guys as well that unfortunately like. Due to their disability, like they get de- their de- degenerative disability, so yeah, okay. As they get older, unfortunately, they get a bit weaker and stuff. But you know, those like they never let them like that. You know, become who they are. So did Andy um try and do the Guinness World Record and a number of spins? He got in his it. Wheelchair? He got it. He got it. He got what? He's the world record holder. So my best mate Andy. Um, if you're listening to this, Andy, you're a dickhead. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he is the Guinness Book Guinness World Record holder for the most power chest spins in one minute. Yeah, how many? Did and you he put on Instagram. He did it was hilarious. spins in sixty seconds, <laughs> like on the spot. Yeah. Wow. Just like... So, my favorite my favorite moment of that though was reading the comments from people. Bro, there were some haters. Really? There were some haters. What was that? That was so yeah. fun. My funniest, my, the one I loved the most, <laughs> what I loved the most was like, this is the fastest, fattest tub of lard I've ever seen. <laughs> That's slack. Oh, I, oh. I thought it was hilarious. I screenshot it and sent it to him just so he knew. Um, <laughs> That's what friends are for. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, no, he's one record holder. That's so yeah. cool. You haven't tried to um, beat him? I'm not that stupid. <laughs> no. no way. Oh, how funny. No. Oh, it sounds like you guys don't take uh, take life too seriously, which I think is the, you know, the key to a good life, right? Yeah. You can't because I think the more you take life seriously, the more you just like sit there worried and like anxious about what can go wrong, what's, mm. you know, Pending. have I done this right, have I done this wrong. Pending doom. And yeah. so your is your disability, it's not degenerative, so you're not. Uh, no. That's good. Um, well, not that I know, but who knows? Yeah. But is it no, genetic? No. So they don't really know why I've got what I've got or mm-hmm. anything. Like um, I've got nieces and nephews as well. And when my brother and sister were going through wanting to have kids, like we went and did some genetic testing and stuff to try and find out some more. Yeah. And they didn't really find anything more. Um, and they wanted to do more advanced testing and send stuff to like overseas wow. and poke and prod me and stuff. But I was like, nah, like mm. I know at the end it would probably help people in the future, but like at the end of the day, like it wasn't going to change my outcome yeah, or anything. So I'm sort of like a bit more go for like quantity, like quality of life. So you obviously you can't reproduce. Yes, uh, I can. You we've, can? We've got a child, Sandra. <laughs> 
Cut that out, Simon. <laughs> we don't. We don't. <laughs> the love child. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, I can. You can. Yeah. So have you thought of um thought of that? Reproducing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, like one day, like. Is it a sperm donor? Hopefully, anything? hopefully, if I find a girl stupid enough to have a little Benny boy <laughs> running around or rolling around, whatever it may happen. Yeah. Yeah. Serious question. Fair. Fair. So what's next with uh, your sporting ventures? Um, well, we're in off-season right now. So at the moment we're just like partying and not doing much sport at all. <laughs> and then I think in January we go back into pre-season. Um, next year there's a trip down to Melbourne for national titles. So that would be cool. Um, and then. Any overseas? No, no, nah, not. No. I'm happy to go overseas next year to Europe just for a holiday. Yeah. But, nah, I'm getting pretty close to, like, maybe being the end of sport, so. Really? Oh, no I'll way. See, I'll You're see. young. Come on. And then what? What's next yeah. after that? I don't know. I've got, like, other things I want to achieve outside of sport and stuff as well. Like? Like, like I want to make my own, like, build my own, like, disability organisation, <gasps> make a company. Get off um, me. Maybe. You'll get nothing done between <laughs> <No>. you two. <laughs> do a company, make maybe like do a charity as well. So what do you do for work at the moment? So currently I'm a support coordinator. Yeah. Um, for Scope Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Scope Australia. <laughs> um, and a support coordinator is someone who assists people with disabilities who have NDIS, who have NDIS packages, as well as their families if they're assisting them. To access service providers, basically. Yeah. So if you need a physio, OT, um, housing, all of those kind of things, I help coordinate someone's NDS package, basically. So how do you use the computer? Um, well, I, well, someone just does it for me now. Yeah. That's it's much quicker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get someone to type for you and stuff. Wish yeah. someone would do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so is getting access to all of those different things, those different services, difficult for people with disabilities normally? Yeah, like it can be. Yeah. Especially if, and Sandra, you probably know from your experience too, mm. like some of the barriers are like, you know, people don't have the funding, the waiting lists are massive. Mm. Um, or they just don't know how to go about people don't know, exactly. It's like, really sad. There yeah. are so many people that you come across and then I come across in my work, they're like, they've got they've got an NDS package and it could be like quite a good package and they just don't spend it because they have no idea how to Not, no idea spend it. Right. They have no idea what they can spend it on because people haven't explained it to them and stuff. So it, it can be quite frustrating um, and also like upsetting because these are people who like need services and mm-hmm. deserve the services and just for some reason they're just sometimes falling through the cracks still. So, And is that kind of how you got into this line of work because you had experiences with all of these different services yourself? Yeah, I guess just, you know, growing up with a disability and using their services myself, um, I don't know, I guess like just wanting to like be a, like be a support for someone with a disability as having a disability as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the same as if you go... If someone goes into like, you know, a cold cult background or an Aboriginal sort of community, mm-hmm. you know, it's much better in a way if like there's someone from their own background as well, like supporting yeah, yeah. them. So, yeah, I guess that's sort of why I went into disability work as well. Do you go out and see families and clients? Yeah. Do they get yeah. a shock when they see you? 
Uh, sometimes, but I do like try and be open on the phone and tell them like, oh, I've got a disability. Oh, okay. Because you don't want to get there and there's like bloody stairs. Because <laughs> that's freaking embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, my sport got it is here. He can't get into the house. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that would be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. So you ask them for access, obviously. Um, yeah. And so how long have you been doing that for? I've been doing it since like December, December, January-ish. Oh, so it's quite months, new. Six, seven months, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And when you're, um, just back to your, your keynote speaking, um, you know, do you speak about different topics or all, all kind of like similar or? Just, yeah, it depends on the crowd. Yeah. Really. So, like, I could do some stand-up, but sitting down. Um, <laughs> what I, kind of crowds do you normally, like, do you go to, do you speak at? Totally went over that, that went overhead. I got it. It's okay. We're straight overhead. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> She's really in, like. What's... I'm in the zone, guys. I'm in the zone. Um, so do you speak at schools or workplaces? or Schools, both? like, workplaces, um, like, government events. Like, I've spoken at a few, like, NDS events, conferences. I once spoke at like a stadium with like twenty thousand people. Wow! Oh wow! Um, Did you, you have to have gotten nervous for that? Oh one? no, not really. Really? I, was, I may have been a bit tipsy, so <laughs> that so always helps. I was all good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a little tube that goes through underneath? <laughs> no, only at music festivals. <laughs> You'd be able to sneak <laughs> the bit, so much yeah. stuff in. All my friends like get the alcohol and put it under my chair because <laughs> like I never get checked. It's so funny. Sort of mean. They think he's like special, but he's not. Like he's, I am special. He's just yeah, like, but you're like on the down. I'm special when I pretend like, to be special. Pardon. When I want to be special, yeah, yeah. I pretend to be special. But on other occasions, he's just the drug. Yeah, he's just ghetto mm. and just no, not the drug. Settle down. See, she's the bad influence. I, I tell you, she was all like PG at the start, and now she's like giving you shit. Oh my goodness! No, I'm just trying to sort some things for my next festival. <laughs> Ben, oh, what are you doing? I'm joking. What's your next joking. festival? <laughs> what, joking. What is the next festival? I don't have another festival lined up yet. Oh. I know. Why? What's the next festival for you? So potentially going to the weekend up in oh, Brisbane. The, the concert? Oh. I thought yeah. it wasn't coming anymore. Yes, he is. Oh, I read so. Yeah, I read there was like an issue. Yeah. yeah. And really? he cancelled yeah. his um, concerts. Yeah. When? I read it the other day. I could be wrong. Tickets on sale this week. Oh. Quick, Google it. <laughs> and um, I'm going to Good Things. Oh, uh, yeah, line-up's okay. Oh, Just a okay. limp biscuit. Are you going to 50 Cent? No. <laughs> no, nobody's going to 50 no, Cent. No one's going to 50 Cent. Oh, <laughs> nobody's going to 50 I totally would. Are you going to 50 Cent? I would love to. Um, Tickets are so expensive. Do you get, like, discounts? Explains a lot. Do you I get don't... disability discounts? No, but I get um companion card. Oh, so, like, my plus one comes for, for free. free. Mm-hmm. My plus one for free. Plus one? <laughs> Depends. <laughs> anyway, what's next for Ben? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I don't know, just, like... Well, I feel like you've achieved so much already. Mm. So, like, what, what, is, what is the next? What's next? I don't know. See where work goes the end of this year and then... Come up with a new plan next year, I reckon. Mm. And what advice would you give to someone that is struggling, like mentally or, you know, anything with their disability? Um, I think, like, one of the biggest things is, like, accepting that, like, you need help mm. um, is, like, massive. And I think it's also important to know that, like, there are so many people 
out there in like the disability world and like just the world in general who are going through the same thing. Mm. Like you're not alone. Because I know when I first was like it was, it did feel very isolating and very like, you know, alone and like you didn't know like who to talk to or who to turn to. But then like when you do and when you start to get like help, like you do really wish like you did it earlier. I think that asking for help is sometimes a hard thing to yeah, do. How did you do. How do you do that? How do you maintain such a strong mindset and be so happy all the time? Like how do you do that? I don't know. I guess it's just like how I've always been. Like, I don't, did you get I don't, like professional help? Did you go to counselling, see a psychologist? Was that part of your, um, I guess, dealing with your disability from a young age? Um, no, like I have like a little bit, like when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I think it was more just surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. So surrounding yourself with people who like feed like your positive energy and like don't like bring you down. Because the more and more you surround yourself with like negativity or if you feel that you're like holding negativity like towards someone or something like it's gonna like make you break eventually yeah so. I, I think sometimes like like especially for people that maybe are stuck in a situation where they have family members or people that are around them that are negative sometimes mm. that can be really hard to get away from sounds yeah. like you have a good family family unit at home yeah yeah um, and support workers, so you obviously use support workers. Do you have mm. a um, key group that you use or key people that you have? Yeah, so I have my own, like, support team. Mm-hmm. I've got, like, 16 support workers. Wow. For, my, like, for myself. Uh, <laughs> so selfish. So selfish. Um, most of them are blonde with blue eyes. Most of them are pretty good-looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, some of them, like, have been with me for, like, 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Some of them have been with me, like, started a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I hire people based on, like, who they are as a pe- as a person, mm-hmm. not, like, how good they can hoist me or shower me. Or <laughs> Why is that important whatever. to you? Yeah. Because I believe, like, you know, the we're all in here for a short time mm-hmm. and a finite time, so you may as well surround yourself with people who, like, you have the same values with and you respect and they respect you and, like, they're going to help bring out the best in you and you're going to hopefully, like, help improve their life some way as well. Mm. So, you know, there's no point, like, just wasting time with people, like, I don't want to say rude, but, like, wasting time with people who, like, are not going to, like, help you get where you want to get in your life. Yeah. Um, so true. And I feel like the older mm, you get, like, the more that becomes The smaller your circle important. becomes as well. Like, Definitely. I think that becomes so important. You kind of move away from just trying to impress people. And mm. just move into kind of just like I don't care as long as like I'm mm. on my journey and I'm taken care of and I'm getting where I want to go. Yeah. You know. Because, yeah, I couldn't picture like someone that's like got a really clinical background being your support worker. Like you obviously the gentleman you brought with you today looks like a lot of fun. So you need yeah. to have that like match your energy because you're also a lot of fun as well. Yeah, he's yeah. a lot of fun. His fiance is more fun though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. God. But um, <laughs> I always push so much shit on him. So funny about that. Oh, dear. <laughs> but yeah, so now all the people that support me like are amazing and like really good people. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today, Ben. No uh, we're gonna pop any contact details for Ben below, so you can follow him, um, see what he's up to on his journey. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.